You know, they say women just get better with age. Like a fine wine or, or cheese. I, 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 uh, I'm lactose intolerant. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are talking about every single episode of the TV show known and beloved by everyone called Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. Every single person on earth loves Supernatural, Chris. It's a fact. That's why our podcast is the most po- popular podcast in iTunes. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a fact. That's a true fact. Yes. We're, you know, Monster of the Week prides ourselves, me and you pride ourselves mm-hmm. on our factual reporting of absolutely of, of things in the world of things on this podcast and things with supernatural and us being number one on itunes is a true fact yeah we pride ourselves on our facts on our truths and on being number one on itunes <laughs> that's, that's the three things that make up this podcast it has been i just want everybody to know another true fact those have been the three things since the very beginning of the podcast that's yeah, been since episode one it's our three pillars it, we were number yep. one on itunes uh-huh. we have truth and we have facts those are our three pillars when I came to you and I said, Jeremy, do you want to do you want to do this podcast with me, the Supernatural podcast with me? You said, I have three conditions. I said, OK, Jeremy, tell me what those three conditions are. You said um, you said you wanted truth. You said you wanted facts and you said you wanted to be number one on iTunes. I said, I, I agree. I'll sign the papers. Let's do this. Yep. And I don't I don't know how you pulled it off. But the very next day we were number one on iTunes. We didn't even have episode art, which was just mm-hmm. amazing. It was very mm-hmm. cool. How are you, Chris? How are you doing? I'm okay. Uh, I don't know if my voice sounds weird, slightly under the weather, so I apologize to the listener if you get a little tired of this. Um, but otherwise, I'm doing okay. How are you, Jeremy? I'm doing I'm doing very well. I'm a I have a, a long work trip ahead of me this week, um, so I'm I'm not really looking forward to that. But you know, <laughs> trying to trying to knock out a podcast and I don't know. I, I have this weird thing where I'm like, should I bring my switch on a work trip? Because I definitely yeah. should, but I never end up in a spot like I usually just you know go out with customers or whatever afterwards, and they get in real late. So like, when am I going to be playing my Switch? It's not going to have time to do that. That's true. That's true. You'll be looking at Twitter. You know that'll keep you entertained. <laughs> oh yeah, I need to. You know what I need to do is stop looking at Twitter so that I have like yes. fifteen thousand posts built up and I can just safely scroll through while I'm just you bored scroll off my for ass. eons. Mm-hmm. I'll just send you a lot of supernatural gifts to keep you busy, dude. You don't have to do that. I've got all of the supernatural gifts on tap. I can do that anytime ah. I need to. Uh, Chris, yes, we've rambling for some reason in this podcast. Let's uh, let's th- let's thank all of our supporters over patreon.com slash monster of the week. The most recent, yes. which is Dina. Shout out to Dina. Dina, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, and it's not Dina because it's it's spelled a little differently. But um, yeah, shout outs to you. Thank you very much. Um, yes, she, she signed up so that she could get. I, I don't know why she did it, but she gets access to the Discord. <laughs> uh, she gets access. Uh, We're about truth and facts. We're not about conjecture. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't like assume. In fact, I'm assuming <laughs> Dina's gender. She could. She could be. Like, they could be any any gender they want to be. Um, 
So they get access to our Discord. They get access to our exclusive podcast that we put out. We're up to two podcasts a month. Um, in fact, after we finish recording, I need to go ahead and release that so I'm on time. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, and all kinds of cool benefits. Uh, at a certain tiers, you also get to select stuff for me and Chris to cover. Uh, next month, I'm just going to put this out there. We're going to have episodes on... Uh, we're going to be finishing up or getting close to finishing up our series on... Cowboy Bebop and our yes. listener selection will be the Gilmore Girls. That's right. Me, me and Chris sit down and watched a little story about a man who was named Sam and also Dean and mm-hmm. looks and sounds completely different than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was very bad. <laughs> it was very weird as, for me. As far strange. as I know, Gilmore Girls is the um, is the story of Sam when he was at uh, Smamford University. Sure. But it's just from somebody else's perspective because it would be, you know, it it's not all about Sam Winchester, you know. Of course not. I can't. I can't. Not everything can be about Sam Winchester. Not everything can not be. Everything. Uh, Chris, catch yes. us up on uh, season ten so far. Please. Okay. All right. Let's see the road so far. If there's one thing the Winchesters hate, it's money. Hustling pool, fake money. Credit card scams, fake money. Sam student loans, fake money. Fake school. These guys hate real money, and they won't use it. I don't know what I was going with. <laughs> Here. Do you know what they hate even more than that, though, Jeremy? I don't, Chris. People who have a lot of money, and yet in Winchester's, the yet the Winchester's themselves are always carrying large bills. Ever? <laughs> what was I thinking when I wrote this? When did okay. you write this, Chris? I wrote it last night. But okay, the Winchester's <laughs> they carry large bills. That's true. They always get twenties. Mm-hmm. Ever seen a Winchester with a one or a five? Name one single episode. I'll wait, Jeremy. You can't. You can't. You've never seen a same Winchester with a five dollar bill. It doesn't happen. Uh, remember that time that the the sex worker tried to give Sam a freebie? No, he just gave her a bunch of money because they don't respect money and they don't know what they're doing with it. Um, it wasn't out of the kindness of Sam's heart. Wasn't that Ruby? (laughs) It doesn't matter. Anyway, they hate rich people and that's the road so far. Oh, and, um, uh, Dean isn't a demon anymore, but he still has the mark of Cain. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I wrote that in a fever dream. I think. I think so. Yeah, that was that was one of your uh, wilder rides on a on a road so far. I, I, oh, we are covering season ten, episode six, titled "Ask Jeeves" because it is two thousand and two, and that is a that is a, a known thing mm-hmm. that you could say out loud mm-hmm. on the internet. This was written by Eric Carmelo and Nicole Snyder, and directed by John McCarthy. This aired on November eighteenth, twenty fourteen. Five short blissful days after I turned twenty four. Wow. Um, Dean gets a surprising message from Bobby's cell phone. Dean is surprised when he checks Bobby's cell phone and hears a message that says Bobby or his next of kin have been named as a beneficiary in a Harris's will. Hoping that that means extra money, Dean talks jam. I almost <laughs> said jam. Dean talks jam Padalecki into hitting the road to claim their fortune. <laughs> However, what they encounter at the house is far from a treasure chest. Ooh. So uh yeah this is a this is definitely a monster of the week episode it's definitely a episode that does not have anything to do with their main plot like the boys kind of talk about some 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 brother drama a little sort bit of. but not sort of not really yeah, um, not really it doesn't matter it really feels like especially as out of place as the 200th episode was in this season, this feels even more so out of place. Um, just, it just doesn't have anything to do with the main plot. I, I would expect this to be like a, a episode 15 or 16 or something. Definitely. Um, but it's, it's still okay. Like I'm, I'm kind of mixed on this episode in general. Like it's just, it's just kind of here and there's some, there's some goofs. 
And it's, yeah. But it seems like somebody was like, what if we wrote at a, a, the movie Clue with supernatural characters? And then they did that. And it's it's whatever it is. My, my guess on why this episode comes when it does is, you know, they have this script, but they can't put it later in the season when maybe things get darker. I don't actually know if they do. Um, so it's like, yeah, we just had uh, episode 200. It was light and fun. Let's just throw this this goofy one after that because we don't we don't want to like have this stark tonal shift all of a sudden. We already got whiplash back to the musical. Might as well keep things kind of steady for the way that they are right now. Um, overall, I I like this episode. I think it's it's silly and it's kind of you know whatever. Um, but it, it it made me laugh, and um, it doesn't it doesn't uh, I don't know it, it I don't it doesn't do some of the the the, the things that I always don't want. I, oh my god, I can't talk. <laughs> Chris, go to the fall. doctor. Get some medicine. Uh, what are you doing on I this? I think podcast? I have pneumonia, everybody. Um, <laughs> it doesn't fall into the same pitfalls that a lot of these um kind of one off silly episodes can. It just kind of does its thing, and there's an actual monster at the end of it. That's true. Um, and also this is probably so far out of the season, one of my favorite, uh, then segments, uh, which I know because when I, I've been, I wouldn't boot- know anything about that. I don't know anything because Netflix, I confirm this, uh, when I pull sound clips, I was, the episode starts. And so I've been just like letting it start instead of jumping to the time that I, I pull my sound clips from. And, uh, yeah, they don't, they just don't include these anymore. I'm really glad that my Blu-ray rips have it because, uh, this starts out like a typical thing of like Dean was a demon and then he got, he got okay. And now he wants to hunt. And then it's just the boys. Like it's scenes of the boys, like naming off stuff that they were hunting. And it, I swear I wrote them all down. Are you ready for this? <laughs> it goes from dragons to genie, Fish tacos, shapeshifters, vampire pirates, Smurfs, fairies, nipples, tulpas, calliope, and the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. <laughs> nipples? I don't recall them hunting nipples. It was just them saying things. So uh, I'm assuming that has something to do with that fairy episode. And I might, I might have missed one or two in there, but I thought that was, I thought it was a fun gag. I thought I like this a lot. Um, we start out in New Canaan, Connecticut. This, this is some waspy shit. You're up there. You, you know this area? Uh, I don't. I don't know Connecticut super well, but it's some waspy shit. Yeah. Uh, two maids are being informed by a butler that they need to ignore their grief over Bunny dying. And he kind of gestures to the wall where there's a giant painting of a uh, what looks like a, a rich old white lady. Um, and basically saying, hey, the whole family is going to be here. You need to clean this entire house. Uh, Colette is chosen to pick out some clothes while Olivia is chosen to clean toilets. And Olivia is not real happy about that division of no. labor. Uh, she hates toilets. It's a known fact. It's a true fact. True fact. She hates toilets. Mm-hmm. Olivia hates toilets. It's a well-established uh, theme of this episode. Absolutely. Uh, Colette goes upstairs to like pick out clothes. I thought this was a weird thing, like to do <laughs> for a maid to do. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't you expect? Like, if I die, don't let the lady that comes in like cleans my house choose what I'm going to wear at my funeral. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna tell Autumn if you're listening right now. Uh, just just go ahead and let Chris do it. Chris has a pretty good idea handle on my style. So excellent. <laughs> yeah, I got it all figured out. The only thing I don't know is what to do with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does, Chris. Nobody does. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's picking out, um, you know, clothes and then she gets into the jewelry box and she just can't help it, man. You know, when you're, you know, when you're like fingering a dead woman's jewelry, you just gotta, when I get my mitts on those pearls, you know, I can't help myself. You gotta put it around the neck, Chris. You gotta gotta. put it on, dude. You gotta put it on. Um, and of course, as she does this, we start hearing some weird noises and eventually she walks out to see who it is. And it's bunny, the, the dead lady from earlier. Uh-oh. who rips off the pearls and then like kind of stalks towards her, causing Colette to walk backwards. Um, 
into the stairwell that's in the middle of this dressing room, which I don't, yeah, I don't only call out because it was just a weird surprise. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a cool thing to have to go to your room as a your own personal stairwell. <laughs> that's I don't know if it's like that or did she step out into the hallway? It's confusing geography, but she falls. Yes. She falls to her death, in fact, and and she did. And uh, the butler of the house looks up and is like, "Oh my God, what have you done? Why I oughta?" And d- does not seem phased at all that his no. his his. Uh, his employer who has just died is hanging out at the top of the balcony. Yeah. Uh, he just says, what have you done? And he's not like, whoa, shit. <laughs> you ain't dead. Um, so from there, we go to uh, another scene, two episodes in a row, where we start off with Dean fixing the Impala. What's wrong with the um, Impala? What's been going on? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it needs the work, I think, but I don't really know specifically what could be wrong with it. Uh, Dean has a full flannel shirt on this time, so we don't see uh, as much of the, uh, the slicage yeah. as, as we did mm-hmm. last time. Um, but <laughs> Sam comes out with tiny, uh, individually brewed cups of coffee um, that makes some jokes out of that. But um Dean's got a case. I like these. I like these individual cups of coffee, by the way, because uh, Dean is very, very. Uh, he he looks down on them as like not real men coffee until Sam tells him that it, it's flavored by it's a it has a glazed donut flavor. Yeah, and yeah. Man, as a guy that drinks like. I, like I, I will drink black coffee. I drink a lot of espresso. I have one of those weird espresso machines that we can put like different kinds of pods in. But I like don't really lean to the sweet stuff. I can't imagine drinking a glazed donut espresso shot. It sounds like the most disgusting thing. <laughs> My teeth hurt just thinking about right? it. Right? My dentist just called me. <laughs> like that's how bad it is. <laughs> Jeremy, would you like to make an appointment? Like no, Doctor Malam, I don't. I'm good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um. Uh- so they don't really have a case. What Dean reveals here is that, hey, one of Bobby's phones was ringing because um, they have Bobby's phones and they got a message about an inheritance, uh, as you kind of led into earlier. Um, he, he's, he was in somebody's will. He's a beneficiary in an heiress's will. Very strange. Um, and as the potential next of kin of Bobby, Dean is like, hey. Sammy, let's let's go hit the road. Let's go let's go cash in on this. Dean also makes a, a Tory spelling reference here that I forgot to go look up. Um, I did, so Dean did not Dean understand talks this about, at all. <laughs> uh, Bobby made references to having a, a thing for Tory spelling in the episode where everyone had to tell Dean the truth. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Bobby tells him that he loves Tory spelling. <laughs> That's okay. Cool. All right. I was I was like I was, it just felt so out of nowhere that I yeah. was just very confused. <laughs> um, so Sam and Dean arrive at this like palatial estate and ring the doorbell which like immediately plays mozart which probably was mm-hmm. a lot cooler before we invented like before you could just go to lowe's and buy like a video doorbell like that was probably yeah. something super cool when i was a kid my grandfather had like some like song tone play on his uh on his do you um, remember the song doorbell. i don't it was just like a little like like folk tune whatever it was yeah i think it was you know <laughs> yeah, there's something like that. Um, it was. I was like, "Yo, Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa Moser, you dope, man. This is dope. Um, <laughs> is, is this the import MIDI or is this the US MIDI? Because <laughs> you know it had like to be a MIDI. 1999. He was on that hot shit. <laughs> um, so uh, Olivia, um, the the toilet cleaner from earlier. Um, yeah. Uh, answers the door and and they introduce themselves. There's some kind of awkward back and forth here, and then finally she's like, "Well, hey, come on in." And the families all arrive, and we get to meet uh, the family. Um, the first up is Hetty, um, who is a 
I don't know, like mid forties kind of older woman. Um, I mean, mid forties is an older, you know what I'm trying to say here, but uh, she's the oldest woman in the room. Um, and she immediately asks if they're from the Westchester Winchesters, which Mm -hmm. makes me just want to really want to say, are you guys the Westchester Chesters? So I'm very much into that. Um, they unfortunately say no to that, which I feel like they should have just rolled with it. It would have saved them some time, but they didn't roll with it. Um, they're different Winchesters. What if what if they said, oh, yeah, of course. And they said, so, you know, John and Mary, like, what would they have done? Yeah, <laughs> they, w- they would have rolled with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, we, so we were introduced to all these people, these these um, ladies. They absolutely love Sam and Dean, which I think is pretty funny. Um, Chris, I don't just I don't break this out often, but these women uh-huh. are horny for oh Sam, and, specifically Sam and Dean, or excuse me, specifically they, um, Sam. But they are. Yeah. Horny, Chris. They are what you call horny on Maine. They, they are. just can't not contain it. it. Their they're family not, is in the room, not. and their mom or sister or whatever has just died, and like they are like, come sit in my lap or let me sit yeah. in yours. Like it's ridiculous. And Dean kind of loves it because he's Dean, and Sam obviously turns into like an awkward cartoon character, just like doesn't like, doesn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> he, he doesn't know what to do with his hands. Sam just his brain short circuits, and like the most like I would expect him to be better at this by now, right? Like, yeah, it's a weird thing that he's not better at this. <laughs> like he should be right. able to like you know just roll with this and like use it to get information or flirt casually or you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, we also introduced to Dash. Um, Dash from the the Sonic series of video games. I don't know if you remember Dash. He was the, the little. He was a little gremlin. <laughs> I don't actually. I mean, there's got to be a guy named Dash in, in the Sonic universe, right? Like I that's, bet. No, I sure. bet. Yeah. And we're also introduced to Stanley, um, who was the brother of uh, Bunny, um, who was dating mm-hmm. a very young woman named Amber, who is kind of yes. going to be the dits of the group. Um, I think all these people are actually really funny. Mm-hmm. Um. They all have a lot of character to them, which I wouldn't think. I don't like, you know, these types of characters generally. Um, but there's something about them that was just so um, different for Supernatural. We always we, we have a certain kind of uh, secondary character in Supernatural, and it's not usually an entire family of rich weirdos. Um, and, and Sam and Dean are just so immediately fish out of water in this situation, and for the entire episode, um, that that kind of a contrast really, really worked for me. I love seeing the boys in weird situations. I love seeing them through other people's eyes, and we get a lot of that in here of mm-hmm. them just uh, both positive and negative through these rich people's like lenses. And uh, they explain that, hey, you know, my friend Bobby, we got a letter or whatever. Um, nobody knows who Bobby, nobody in the room knows who Bobby is, or at least not confessing it. Uh, the women hit on uh, Sam a lot more. And then the butler comes in um, and says, like, oh, hey, Olivia will show you to your rooms and says, oh, Colette, uh, she, she's not here anymore because she was so stricken with grief when Bunny died that she went to clown college to find herself <laughs> which is extremely <laughs> hilarious to me clown college have you ever known a dude that was a clown in your life um i i knew some people who did like the icp like face makeup but i don't know if that counts as a clown we had a guy that worked for us for a while that um well i say worked for, for my company not like for me and autumn <laughs> like we don't employ people <laughs> just to be clear so, that would be a weird thing to say he was uh, just out back tilling the land yeah <laughs> um but he was like, so he was one of our delivery guys. So during the day he drove trucks and at night he went to clown school and he like wow. was like, pri- he would pride himself on all of his clown, like show his clown shit and like, oh, I got booked at this clown party and all of this stuff. And I just, boy, damn, I, I don't really care about clowns. I'm not really scared of them. Um, like I don't, I don't 
particularly like them either. Like it's just they're just kind of there and weird. Like you know, I remember watching a lot of Bozo the Clown when I was growing up, but that's about it. Uh, so right. well, I like, was gonna say, can you name can you name two other clowns? Two other um, famous there's clowns. Bozo and uh, there's one that kind of that the Duckfeed crew got made famous that I think is uh, Buffo. Um, okay, Buffo, Buffo okay. the Clown, whose gimmick I think is that he's super shredded, maybe. Maybe, and then I don't know. And then I want to say I might have this wrong. Like the Duckfeed listeners in the group will have to, to correct me on this, but I want to say Gary tried to book him for an event and then found out he was dead. So it had oh, a real like goodness. bad ending. Yeah, goodness. It, was, it was bad. Um, so yeah, Buffo and and I was going to say the only two famous clowns that I know are Pennywise the clown and John Wayne Gacy. Sure, or or Krusty. There you go. You can get Krusty. I guess from, there's, from there's the Krusty. Yeah. There's Krusty. That's five clowns on this podcast, Chris. That's Damn. Truth. <laughs> Facts number one on iTunes. There's the number three one pillars on iTunes, of baby. Monster number of the week. one on iTunes. Um, anyway, just hearing people talk about their own clown business is fucking dull and boring. Like, oh, yeah. you, you learned how to do another shape with a balloon. Congratulations, clown college, Colette. Um. <laughs> so, um, he says. So the butler um, says, "Hey, can I can I can I talk to you guys for a little while?" Uh, Beverly hits on Sam some more on it, like as he's trying to walk out of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and the butler's basically saying, like, hey, you guys don't have to stay here. If you do, this this money grubbing family is going to try to steal whatever your inheritance is. And, you know, you sh- you guys should get out of here. They're like, wait a minute, I thought the family was rich. It's like, oh no, they they're rich, but they're also extremely broke at the same time. Yeah, they say they say loaded, yes, rich, no. Yeah. I was like, what does that mean? I like it. <laughs> I assume that means that like all of their shit is paid for, like all of their like expensive shit is paid for. So mm-hmm. they don't like they don't have a mortgage, so they can kind of operate a little higher than usual, but they don't have like zeros in the bank account or anything. Right, 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 right. But who knows? Sense. That makes sense. Um so they're ba- the boys are basically just taking a payout. Like, here you go, here's the thing. It was left to Bobby. Um, there's no reason for you to stay here. Um uh, this this actor delivers all this in such a way where it can either be like, I fucking hate these people and I'm sparing you the the trouble of even being here, or he's really, really rushing them out the door and why is he doing that? It's very strange. And we know that he's obviously covering up Colette's death and that he Either Bunny is alive still or somehow a ghost, right? Like, so we know he's going to be part of this. Um, they they take out this thing um, that they receive in this envelope, which is basically like a Celtic cross design. Yeah. And it's got all these jewels in it. And they're like, wow, if these jewels are real and then like smash cut to the pawn shop and the guy's like, yeah, they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing. Nothing of real value. In, in this like cross medallion thing they have, but the guy at the pawn shop takes a little like cap off of it and reels that it's actually a key. Uh, how how funny would this be if it was just a USB drive in the shape of a that would cross, be right incredible. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like a playlist <laughs> that oh, yeah. she made for for Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> <laughs> Not secret files or anything. It's literally just like a twenty two song playlist. It's just a bunch of Bob Seger like yeah. Bob Seger live performances and like is this chick into Bob Seger this much? It's weird. <laughs> It's a weird pull, bunny. Turn the page is on there more than once because she doesn't really know how to make it. It's different versions of turn the page, though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so they, so we go back to Stan and Amber. Um, mm-hmm. Stan is the brother of, uh, of Bunny, and he's dating the young young lady named Amber. He accuses of Amber sexting at the table. Um, and there's this weird joke where he's, she says, I was just texting my sister. And she's like, you were you were sexting. Why else would you text a peeled banana? And I'm just, yeah. just want to say thinking she, she face. She likes fruit. <laughs> <laughs> thinkingface.cool <laughs> go check that out yeah um and he goes into this like long-winded diatribe about how much he hates not only his sister who's just recently passed away but her husband uh, a guy named lance who has a painting on the wall like we can see the two of them on their wedding day on the wall he's gesturing yeah. towards them 
And, um, uh, yeah. So they argue, but then Stan starts hearing some weird noises and he goes to investigate. So he looks out in the hallway and like just kind of out of nowhere. I believe this is Lance. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, Lance appears, this the dead husband of Bunny. Uh, Lance appears with a battle axe and he uh, presumably cuts off Stan's head. Dope. Thank you, Lance. This Thank is very Lance. cool. Lance. Shout out to Lance. Um, <laughs> this is a cool kill. This will probably be in like the Carry On My Wayward Son reel at some point. So I'm, I'm very excited to see this one again. Uh, yeah. Uh, notably, Amber sees all of this go down. Uh, later that Oops. night, the Winchesters arrive. They see there's a bunch of weird cars around and they ask if everything's okay. And that's when they find out that a cop is there. This detective is there and tells them that they are murder suspects and that they are being detained for questioning. Um, yes. So they go into the drawing room where Dash and Hetty are arguing because they believe that Amber did it. Excuse me. Hetty believes that Amber did it and Dash is defending her uh, a little too strongly. Hmm. Me, me thinks he doth protest too much, Chris. I think they use that line more than once. I in think this they, they do. Which is why I'm dropping it right now. Um, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> When they get there, the butler is obviously not happy to see Sam and Dean returning. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, um, you must have left something here. I'll check the closet for, for anything burlap. And Dean's like, joke's on you, guy. This is canvas. <laughs> love it. Love it. I love Dean just like living in his in exactly where his level is. He right? knows like, what he, he is. Yeah. He's, he's really good at like using his low class as a, as a weapon in these kind of situations. Even though I wouldn't like consider Dean Winchester low class just like a, well... I guess he is a drifter without a he home. Is, he is kind of a bunker boy. He's, kind of, uh, he's, he's a he's a bunker boy that's homeless that you know kills random people. Huh. Maybe he is kind of low class, Chris. Yeah, yeah, he's hot. Yeah, that's, he's got that going for him. Um, so they realize like oh, after hearing everything that's happened, oh shit! Sounds like we get some vengeful spirits on our hand. Husband and wife duo. That's pretty weird. But hey, this is supernatural. Uh, I don't even only think true they, facts. I, yeah, they, they they do think yeah because this is Lance. So they think oh shit, like maybe we have two ghosts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they can't go to the car to get the salt or the EMF detector, so they got to do things the old fashioned way. Cold spots. They both agree. Yeah, they've got they got cop blocked. Um, yeah. So yeah, this. I'll go look for cold spots and you stay with the family is very hilarious. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Dean, like, I don't know what this, what this is supposed to be, but uh, Dean, like sneaking around the, the house with this, like almost funny, like, like weird music playing. Like, it's almost like a, like I kept expecting Dean to trip and fall. Right. Like, it's that kind of music. Yeah. It's it's very, I mean, I, it must be reminiscent of Clue in some way, because that's when they're really starting be. to establish. Yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of cut back and forth between between Sam and the family and then Dean. But as Dean is going, he's just finding like all of the classic Clue board game weapons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Dean very closely inspects a suit of armor. Uh, meanwhile, Sam and Dash are having a conversation and uh, there's this weird moment where Dash is like, you know, we don't really like each other that much, but but who does like their family? And Sam's like, I like my family. You know, it's just I me like and my, my brother, family. but yeah. I like him a lot. He's OK. I like him a lot. We've never tried to kill each other. Uh, neither of us has ever been a demon. And neither of us has ever gone to hell. Neither one of us has been possessed by the devil. I don't, you know, I just like to say that with people that I just met. I don't know what this yeah. Sam voice is, dude. I'm sorry. I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> it's defensive Sam. <laughs> Hello, my name is Sam Winchester, and I'm, I'm here to say that I've never been possessed by the devil. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Lying Sam sounds like that. <laughs> sir, Hello, this everyone. A, sir, this is a Wendy's. Uh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please pull up? <laughs> there are people online behind you. 
I uh, I really enjoy Dean explore the hallway and he comes up to where um, Stan was killed and he finds mm-hmm. like the tape outline and there's the tape outline of the body and then like to the side is the tape outline of the head, yeah. which doesn't actually exist and I find extremely funny. So yeah, that's good stuff. Really funny. There's no body, there's no blood, but we do have this great tape outline and then you know like they're, they're just goofing here. We're doing yeah, we're, we're having a good time. Yeah. Um, um, he spots a book with a matching symbol on it that was on the key. Uh, he pulls that book out of the bookshelf and you better believe there's a hidden passage behind it. Of course there is. Of course it's locked and he has the key to open it. Um, so we go back over to Dash and Sam. Uh, basically Dash says like if anybody that would come back as a ghost it would definitely be Lance because that dude nobody liked that dude everybody laughed at his funeral uh, we all thought he had a micro penis <laughs> like he was the worst guy like I'm like yeah. you, you realize the guy could be haunting you right now like and yeah, you're, they're you're, truly dunking on this dude. you're telling Sam that he has a micro penis and the ghost is right behind you like what have you, do you have you not seen a horror movie before yeah he got some he cut somebody's head off tonight Dash why don't you relax <laughs> yes please stop telling him about the micro penis Lance has yeah uh, um so dean goes into this secret passage which i guess is supposed to be the attic i didn't realize it was the attic um and um colette colette from clown college's body is in there and yep. uh the other olivia she is also hiding out in here mm-hmm. and there's a, like a leftover plate of food that looks pretty fresh i think this is also where he like picks up the club and the rope and finds some dolls yeah. and all this other stuff uh olivia says like oh hey i was locked in here by philip uh, and I, because he he caught me watching him hide the body, uh, uh, Colette's body in the room, and uh, she says you he know, caught me peeing on the bed again. Jesus Christ, Olivia, keep it in your pants. What are you <laughs> doing? In your pants, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Wear a diaper uh, if you got it. You're on the fucking clock, yeah. Olivia. Jesus, I see you. I see you squatting up there in that bed, tickling on the sheets. Why <laughs> you got? Why you got to go for the four poster? We've got a perfectly good twin down the hall that you can use. It's Dash's. <laughs> Tickle on that. Tickle on Dash's bed. He's a pervert too. <laughs> Tickle on Dash's twin. You weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. I know um, you're the one doing the laundry, but it's still really weird that you're doing it at all. It's still very strange. We The house reeks of your piss, Olivia. Why <laughs> Why do you do this to us? Uh, no, Set lingers for days every time you do this. No, Febreze cannot help with this. You know what I'm saying? Febreze does nothing. It does nothing. not get the scent out. It, does, it just makes it heavier somehow. That's way worse. Um, so is, is this the first repeat of Clown College Colette when Dean finds out that she's dead? I think so. Yeah, yeah. This is like, they repeat that joke. Um, this is a running gag throughout the episode and it, it's so dumb and they repeat it and then the same, like Clown College Colette? Like they do it the same way every time that I kind of, I kind of like it. Um, When he, um, when they tell one of the other women that she died, she sounds so like aghast, like, Clown College Colette? Like yeah. she just can't believe this poor girl <laughs> is really, actually dead. <laughs> really funny. Um, Olivia tells Dean, "Like you're not going to believe me, but I saw a ghost do it." And he says, "Oh yeah, it was Lance." And she goes, "No, it was Bunny." I think this is the first time that we realize, oh, there's going to be two ghosts uh, at play. Mm-hmm. Um, we go back to the drawing room where Sam has just settled into a nice game of like pinochle with the, the, the two cougars yeah. in the house. It's very strange. Like he's like, "Okay, yeah. I got to keep their hands occupied so they don't be feeling all my Johnson." And here's <laughs> here's a deck of cards, I guess. Um, where did he get the? Do you think that they? Do you think he just carries a deck of cards, like a fresh pack of cards, around with him, just in case something like this happens? Like, that's a hundred percent a Sam Winchester thing. It's a fresh uh, pack of cards because he definitely like times. knows a magic trick, right? Like he can make a card disappear or yes, something, right? No like that's a, question. That's, that's about Sam it. Winchester to to the core. I think that Sam doesn't get a lot of opportunities to take 
the cards out, but I think that he always has a fresh pack. Once he, you know, in the odd times where they're at a bar and like you're talking to somebody, he's like, anybody want to play cards? And then, you know, they spray it onto the table a little bit weird, but like they're on weird bars. So it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then he, he leaves them and he has to get a new pack the next day. That's just how he is. They're like cigarettes to Sam. It, or cigarette lighters, right? Like he just leaves yes. them around and picks them up from yes. other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny that Sam knows like real ass wizardy magic and then also likes to, you know, pick a card, any card to some strangers yeah. on, every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> That's how he got to know all those Bucker boys. That's how everybody he's knows him. He's, he's Sam the magician. He's a super weird guy. Um, so they um, they decide, okay, well, the butler is the one who hid Clown College Colette's body in the attic. So, like, clearly he knows something. We should probably go find him. Uh, and they split up to uh, go find him. Yep. Sam heads upstairs. Um, and just as he's kind of, like, running up the stairs, the detective who was here, we haven't really seen much of this detective, he is calling after Sam. He's just mm-hmm. saying, like, Sam Winchester, hey, come back here. And then Sam just sort of, like, suspiciously avoids him. Um, and then immediately runs into one of the cougars again. This um, is Beverly, yes. And she's fully trying to bone down. And she's like, hey, I really like this line. I think it's very funny. Uh, women get better with age. They're like a fine wine or a cheese. And Sam's response is, I'm lactose intolerant. Um, wow. Wow, um, Sam. This and then finally he's like, a, okay, yeah. Does this happen to hot guys? Does this just like... Do, I don't know. Do, do people just come up and like, hey, let's go bone in this room over here? Like that that doesn't really happen in if real life. I mean, huh? if you're Winchester hot, I guess you get away with Maybe it. So. I don't know. Maybe so. I don't know. Uh, it's just a very sexually charged household i like this moment uh because at the end of it he's like oh yeah yeah you 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 lead the way and i'll be right behind you and she like turns around and walks away and he just directly goes somewhere else like just not even he just he just fucking ghosts her it's so great um Um, so dean finds a pipe wrench another clue reference uh and then heads into uh philip the butler's quarters philip is there um he demands some answers but philip says he can explain meanwhile sam Get to the kitchen and he finds a knife block and pulls the knife out. Could you see what we're doing here, right, guys? Yes. The knife? Yes. yes. Okay. Good. Making sure. Um, and he finds the dead butler with a knife in his back in the kitchen. Da, da, da. Um, so we go back upstairs to Dean and Philip. Philip says, "Oh, hey, yeah, I was just hiding the body until after the funeral, so it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't disturb Bunny's funeral." And I'm like, "That's a real fucked up thing to have to explain That's to the police." Weird, weird move. Yeah, uh, didn't want to overshadow her with um with any of that shit. Um, so yeah, uh, suddenly, let's see, what did I? Sam um, texts Dean at this point, like, yes, "Hey, yes, yes, that dude yes. dead," and then Philip is like, "Oh." You know I'm dead? I'm going to pick you up and just literally throw you across the room because I'm a badass all of a sudden. Yeah, he's got that butler strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, pretty shortly after, it's it's just like, dun, dun, dun. He's a shifter. Um, because we, we see the fucking gross skin and everything. We haven't seen the gross skin in forever. I love the gross skin, my man. Like, this was great. Like, I was such a return to form of like, oh, hey, yeah, this was a gross thing that these shifters had to go through and do. And, like, it's not just, like, the magic shifters from the end of season nine and that, that bullshit episode. It's, yeah. just, it's just cool shifters doing cool stuff. And, yeah, we find Philip skin on the ground. And this is one like this episode for me really transformed into that like I'm a, I'm gonna have some popcorn and watch this episode of Supernatural. It's it's just like it, it has that classic vibe, and I honestly seeing the the shifter skin really established that um, because I mean this is, that's a, this is a cool premise. They're basically they're all trapped in a house. They can do the clue situation, except somebody's a shifter. They did it in a bank once, but now it's a family who all knows and hates each other, and it it's just kind of a fun twist on that formula. I think. It's a neat setup. I'll, I'll give you that. It's a neat setup. Um, I think I think I was a little negative when on the 
on the front side when we started the podcast, mm-hmm. but like as we talk about it, I'm growing to to like it a little bit more. It's very inoffensive, right? Like it's hard, right? It's hard right. to like say anything is bad about it. It's just, boy, like at this point, I'm just like, dude, give me God, what is happening with the Mark of Cain right now? Yeah, who was uh, that redheaded lit uh, witch that they introduced? Why is Chuck back all of a sudden? Yeah, all, yeah. I have questions, and this is not the this is not the episode answer. Um, so Dean and Sam hook back up. Olivia comes in and starts screaming about the body. They immediately ask her to go get the the silver that, of course, rich people just store. Um, mm-hmm. They all have to touch the silver. There's like an awkward moment when Sam makes Dean touch it. And he's like, yeah, just give me the silver. I'm not a fucking shifter. Like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I think they split up. Um, and it's Sam's job to test the cougars for shifting, right? Yeah. Sam walks in on them and like the, one of the ladies is like on Tinder or something like looking for men who own islands or something. Um, and she's all like pissed off at Sam because he, he ghosted her a few minutes ago and he's like, hey, I'm just playing hard to get. This is the most Sam has ever put the charm on, even though that's all he says. But then he like awkwardly like sidles up to them and sits between them on the little love seat. Um <laughs> And he's get he's got his arm around one, and he touches her with the silver that he's got tucked into his sleeve. Um, no problems there, no problems there. And then the other woman's like, "Hey, I'm feeling a little lonely over there, uh, over here." And he, what does he say? He says, "Come on in, darling. The water's warm." And it's the most awkward, what? beautiful what? sandwiches what? thing. What? <laughs> this is the most. <laughs> this is the weirdest. I don't, Sam. <laughs> It's Sam, so there's awkward. there's there's got to be so many better ways that you could have done this that I <sighs> I just can't imagine. It's it's super weird. It's I love it. It makes really makes me laugh. It really makes me laugh. It's so stupid. I just the, it's um, such he's getting away with it because he's so hot. It's like when that uh, teenage boy possessed Sam's body in season five. Uh, yeah, and like the, the lady comes up to him at the bar and he was like, I would love to have the sex with you. He just, he's got no game whatsoever, but he's hot. So they're like, you know what? Whatever. Sure. Like hot ones out every time, apparently. Um, so Dean searches is searching around the house and finds uh, dash and Amber locked in the closet, making out with one another. Womp womp. Um, turns out they have been cheating on each other since uh, blah, 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 blah. doesn't matter. Uh, he makes them grab the silver. Neither one of them are shifters. So we go back into the drawing room and Sam like manages to like, Atray you himself out of these fucking cougars grasp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a little never ending story reference for everybody out there. I don't know where that came from. It's weird. <laughs> that one's been sleeping in there deep somewhere. Man, it's weird. Strange. Um, there was a guy on the Something Awful forums one time that uh, convinced like the entire forum that he was the actor that played Atray you, and it was the funniest. Like everybody was losing their minds about it. It was extremely funny. Right. Um, also, he wasn't. So, um, so uh, let's see, let's see. Everybody's so they hear they, they hear Olivia scream, mm-hmm. and uh, they rush over and they find the cop dead with his head in the toilet. And everybody accuses each other of murder. I think there's a, yet another clown college Colette joke in here somewhere. It's yes, very hilarious. Yes. yes. Um, and then finally, Dash is like, "Wait a minute! We've had tons of family meetings, uh, family events, and have never tried to actually kill one another. But like Sam and Dean are here." And they look like fucking criminals. Yeah, and these weird drifters just came into our house. They're wearing flannel. They have to be the bad guys. Yeah, they definitely insult the the flannel. Uh, Dash grabs a gun and says, "Like, don't worry, everybody. I I'm a pheasant hunter, which is a weird pull. Yeah. Like, also, yeah. um, and then they lock them into what has to be the security room of this house. Like, it's got yeah, cameras and a gun. Dash cabinet. is a dumbass. Yeah, yeah, Dash is the is the dumbest motherfucker in this. So yeah, they um. 
Dean tries to um, to pick the lock to get out of there because you know they're locked in the office now, like they don't know what to do. So he starts using the the silver to kind of like try and like pick the lock a little bit, and it the silverware immediately bends, and they realize, oh shit, the silverware is fake silver. So we just checked everybody, but it didn't. We didn't actually check anyone, and we have no idea who the shifter is. Um, and that's when the maid Olivia comes in to. Uh, the family and reveals that it was it was her who's been killing everybody. Uh, Sam and Dean aren't there for this, um, but she yeah she takes up the gun, points it at everybody, and thankfully the boys are in the security office so they can see this on the camera and they can see that she's a shifter. I, I do like right before Levy comes in, like the the two, the Cougars are all of a sudden very anti Sam and Dean and like calling them yeah. trailer trash. Um, yeah. because they keep denying them, they say that they're gay, and, and then they make this weird reference to Leopold and Loeb, who are like yeah. famous killers from like the '30s. That I, I don't know, man. Like, and they're I, it's just it's a it's, yeah, we, it's just it's a weird fucking scene. It, it, it's a really weird like, reference. We looked it up, and I think it's because there's an Alfred Hitchcock movie that's like essentially a dinner party where somebody gets murdered based on these two real life killers. So she name drops the real life killers and not the movie that that was based on them. So it just it's like a, a long walk to get to that reference, I guess. It's um. Autumn knew who these people were immediately. Like she was in the room and and, and she was, she was like, wait, did they say Leopold and, and Loeb? Like the killers from the, like, so we looked it up on Wikipedia. These two assholes thought that they were so smart that they killed a bunch of people because they believed they could do the perfect crime and get away with it. And I think they were arrested like a week later. So fuck you, Leopold and, and and Loeb. (laughs) An intellectual exercise. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, so, Olivia now reveals to the family that she is not the maid. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the women comes back with just the brilliant line of, well, that explains the dust. Um, (laughs) She's like literally like Lucille Bluth. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, Hetty had won me completely over. Like Like, she's got a gun pointed at her and she's throwing shade about how dusty the place is. Fucking great. So good. Um, Olivia reveals that she's not the maid. She's actually Bunny's daughter that nobody knew about. Yeah. Um, she's been hiding in the attic this whole time. Yep. Um, she was let out and then she accidentally killed clown college Colette. Uh, she just meant to scare her. Um, and then the Butler locked her back up. Yes. And, and then Dean let her out again. <laughs> and then Dean let her out again. Um, she said, she accuses the family of being like incredibly bad of not caring about her mom. Like she was the only person that cared about her mom. Um, meanwhile, Sam finds a gun safe and finds the keys for it. And they're able to literally shoot themselves out of the room, um, which interrupts this whole like villain diatribe. And then there's like the worst gunfight I have ever seen in my entire Sam <laughs> just keeps poking his head out. He's head first everywhere. Gun follows after, and he just keeps almost getting his brains blown out. Like he's never done this before, Chris. Like this, this is his yeah. first shootout. Like, come on, my man. We come we are on, in Sam. season ten. We know the skills that you have. Even though later on he's doing this thing where he's like laying on the ground, but like holding up like his midsection. I was looking at him. I think I paused it to like catch up on my notes, and it's just a pause of like Sam leaning. He's laying on the ground, but his like whole core is up, and he's like positioned with the gun as if he's like innocent. It, it was just. Impressive athletic ability on the body of a man who is sticking his head out first in a gunfight. It's it's extremely weird. Like Autumn commented on this too. Is like, why is he like scuttling on the floor? What is he doing? Yeah. Like it's yeah. it, it's almost like a crab walk, right? Like where you're you're just you're just using your hands and your and your feet and like, but they're behind you, so you're lifting your midsection up in the air. Like it's fucking yeah. weird. He's doing a lot of weird moves. They catch up with each other in the kitchen, uh, where we learn that. 
Um, because Olivia says something to the extent of killing Sam would be just as good, be the next thing to killing Bobby. Mm -hmm. Um, and we find out that Bobby killed her dad, which was of course not Lance. It was some random, um, uh, Shifter. Shifter. Thank you. Um, and Bobby came looking after Olivia after after he killed her father. But Bunny interceded and said, "Hey, like, hey, I'll just lock her up in the attic, uh, and and you get you can just leave." And Bobby apparently just went along with this. Like, I it, this is a weird this is a weird thing, right? Like, like I know Bobby doesn't want to kill kids, and I can definitely mm-hmm. see him not wanting to kill what had to be like an infant child at this point, right? But also, like, you're gonna leave it locked up in the attic for twenty something years, like, which I-, I guess is why he was supposed to like come back later. Like, I mean, even Olivia herself is like, that wasn't a mercy. He should have just killed me yeah. instead of locking me in the attic. Um, so it's complicated because we've seen the Winchesters run into monsters and then at the end decide not to kill them. Um, and sometimes that comes back to bite them in the ass or something bad happens later on. We just sort of saw that with Kate, the werewolf recently. Um, so there is some precedent, I guess, for these hunters making kind of like decisions that we don't necessarily think are wise. And especially since we don't have the context for what Bobby did, I guess I could see this happening. And I totally understand why Olivia is really pissed off about all this. Yeah, it's, um, but she, but she is super bad. There's this whole, like, like as you mentioned, like Sam is like, you could choose not to be a monster. You don't have to do this, and she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already gonna do it. Yeah, um, that choice was made for me a long time ago. She uh, says. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm over here hollering at the TV, saying, "Where's Dean?" Because Dean hasn't been in the show for like five minutes now. Yeah. Um, and it turns out, while all this was happening, he went to the car to get their silver bullets. And uh, as Sam exposes his midsection in the weird yeah. crab walk, yeah. he, he arrives from behind and shoots her. And then as she falls, he puts six more in the body, like just to be sure. Just to make sure she's lot. dead. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, in an otherwise like normal kill, um, mm-hmm. it, it, he clearly like they show him going overboard. It, it casts like a kind of a dark shadow over this. Um, not that I mean her motivation. She's she obviously has killed people. Her motivations are not entirely without justification, but obviously she's still she's doing murderous, monstrous things. Um, so she had to be taken down. Um, but yeah, when Dean kind of goes over that line here, Sam is obviously like, oh shit, that's not good. Um, but first, before we deal with that, um, Dean, we, we get a scene of them kind of leaving at the end here, uh, and Dean handing over the key to Dash, I believe. Um, the thing that, that struck me the most here was that the Impala was um, backed into this parking space, and it looked like it would have taken a really long time to get it like that. Yeah, yeah. Not not if you're Dean Winchester, man. Like That's true. I mean, That's if true. you're Dean Winchester, you know exactly the width of the back end of that Impala, and you can, you can slide right. that motherfucker anywhere. Um I do like this the scene where number one, um, at, like the family is leaving the building. They haven't called the cops or anything. Um, and like, do you start counting the dead bodies on the inside of this place? Like, what the fuck are they going to tell the cops? Yeah. Like, how is this it's, ever going to be a, a thing? There's a dead got, cop. They got some explaining to do. There's a full <laughs> dead cop drowned in the toilet. There's a dead cop, a dead maid, a dead butler, and then there's some like leftover skin that looks like the dead mm-hmm. butler. Like what mm-hmm. what are you telling people that's going to happen? Oh, also there's a dead shapeshifter on the floor. Like there's yeah. five bodies in that whole place. It's not good. It's um, not good. But Dash is like, "Hey, we should you should allow us to repay you." And Dean's like, "Best thing you could do for us is forget we were ever here. Yeah, we're going to have well, to come after you." Like, "Whoa, Dean, calm down, Dean, man." Buddy, whoa, hey, pal. <laughs> Sam's, it's okay. <laughs> Sam's at the side. I've never been possessed by the devil. I don't know what you're yeah, talking about. I don't know what you heard. I don't I don't know what they said. 
I have never been possessed by the devil. It's simple. It's simple. I don't know why you keep getting confused about this. And Dean's like, Sammy, take a powder. Not right now, buddy. Why are, you, why are you asking me about demon blood? I don't know what that is. If you guys bring up demon blood one more time, I swear I'm going to lose it. Sammy, I'm, nobody I'm, brought I'm up gonna demon leave. blood. I'm, Dean, I'm going to leave. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, Dean. I'm Sammy, Dean. take a walk. Dean, Sammy. Dean. <laughs> Thump, 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 thump. Um. You just hear him yelling off in the distance. <laughs> it's not me, guys. <laughs> anyway, my brother's weird. Um. <laughs> uh, Sam and Green jump into the uh, Impala. There's uh, I-, I really wish we had the soundtrack for the later seasons of the show because uh, this isn't a particularly like great moment here, but it's just a real goofy like drum kick and, mm-hmm. and guitar lick that's happening here. Like it very much wants to be like that da 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 that we usually use in the outtakes, yeah, but yeah. it's not at all. It's, it's just, not that it sounds very weird. And then we get our uh our BM of the episode. Yes. Um our brother melodrama where Sam is like, hey man, um how come you uh how come you lost your shit on that shifter man? They're like that wasn't super cool, man. Uh why'd you take all those extra shots, man? Uh, <laughs> Sam goes it? up a couple octaves when he's nervous, huh? Um what is, so what do you think, Dean? Was it like uh was it like the mark of Cain having an effect on you or like was it some demon residue in you, man? Ew. Like I just don't know what's going on. I, I'm just not totally sure that you're Sam, like, no, you're totally, I, I don't have any demon residue in me. What does that even mean? Dean, I just Gross. I just think we need to consider the possibility no. that there could be demon demon residue Stop Dean it. I just think no Dean I just think I do think if you could Sam I the don't demon I told residue, you I don't want you to do your Morty voice anymore I'm not going to do my Rick voice <laughs> I don't want you to do your Morty voice Dean I just think we both need to consider the fact that there could be demon residue in this car right now just, there's no such thing Sammy there's no and such Dean thing is, Dean's like there's demon residue in you Sammy's like there's no okay first of all Dean there's not demon residue in me there's not demon blood in me there's no I've never been possessed by the devil whoever told you that is wrong and crazy it's a lie only true facts I watched your demon girl girlfriend walk out of your hotel room in her underwear sam i know exactly what you've done okay, well that was like a totally different situation I'm like that was like a totally different time you guys don't I even killed understand four bodies and drained them of blood so that you could drink up and get possessed by the devil i did that with my boyfriend okay, and my but Dean, uncle but you, what, Dean, you don't understand you don't have all the facts you just that that situation is taken out of context it's it's totally different yeah, anyway, they, they have this conversation. It goes on for a while, everybody. For a while. Wondering. It's like this episode was long. It was like 55 minutes. It's it was weird, weird that they um, spent much, this much time on it. <laughs> Sam's doing that voice. Um, so Dean, Dean's excuse for kind of unloading on this was like, hey, it's my first kill. I was kind of anxious. Uh, and I just wanted to make sure that the job was done and that I didn't like wing her shoulder or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he says it casually enough. But um, I think nobody believes him. And as soon as Sam tries to protest a little bit, hey, Dean, I just think that we really need to talk about that demon residue. Dean just turns the radio on and kind of and just turns it up as Sam tries to talk. So he gives up because Dean Sam knows that he can't turn that radio off. Can't touch the radio. No, you don't. Because I believe it's uh, the the driver picks the music and shotgun shuts his cake hole. There you go. Um, and then the camera zooms out to outside of the vehicle where they are obviously on a very real road driving into a very real sunset yes. in a very real forest. And, uh, that's where our episode ends. That's, that's, yeah. that's it. Uh, I'm just kidding. That CGI was very bad. Like it was it not was a weird. good CGI. It was a weird choice. It was, it was kind of strange altogether. Um, yeah, I, you know, I guess thinking about it, I, I don't mind this episode as much as I thought I was going to. It's, it's fine. I just It's fine. Sometimes when you're in the mood for some 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 supernatural and then supernatural gives you this, you're like, "Oh, yeah, like this is fine, but like I was kind of and you know, and this is a thing like if I was binging this season, like if I was watching 3-4 episodes a night, like this would come and go and I would probably barely remember it outside of Clown College Colette. Um I 
so like I, I can't even really like hate on it at all. And the character work is actually really good. I remember these characters surprisingly well for being yes. like just kind of cut out like rich people people. So I yeah, man, I'm I'm kind of I, I guess I kind of dig this episode even if I'm not like super into it. I think this is honestly like the fourth time I've seen this episode. Um I watched it when it aired and then at this point uh my buddy Steve had kind of fallen behind on Supernatural, but we watched the musical and then this one together cuz you know, they had come out that, you know, week before or whatever. Um so we watched these two together and then um when Jess and I started dating, <laughs> I showed her these two episodes again. <laughs> I don't know why they just kept coming up cuz I was like, "Oh, you haven't seen the musical. Let's watch that one and then watch the one after it, I guess." So I've now <laughs> seen this episode several times. <laughs> you know, you know for a Scorpio, you're weirdly romantic sometimes. um i I do just want to mention here there's a very weird thing in the trivia section um that says uh a key is also disguised as the same style of cross in the show or in this episode as in the video game yesterday okay do you have any idea what the fuck they are talking about like what no i've never heard of a video game called yesterday let me google it chris we are gamers we're gamers certified this is a PC game that came out in 2012. What? It's a point-and-click adventure game. What in tarnation? Okay, well, that explains it, I guess, if it's a point-and-click adventure game. There's no way that there's, this is a reference. No one's ever heard of this game. The story revolves around John Yesterday, a man who has been hired by Henry White to investigate the murder of homeless okay. people in New York City. In 2016, Yesterday was followed by Yesterday Origins, which serves as both a prequel and a sequel. Wow. To the game. Jesus. Okay. Well, great reference. Weird, right? Yeah. Like Leopold and Loeb and, and this. Super strange. Um, the, 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 the Wikipedia also explains what Ask Jeeves is, in case anybody needs to go look that oh, up. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Um, and we should also mention that uh, apparently like a member of the crew had passed away and uh, there's a dedication at the end of this episode to John McCarthy, who is the first oh, yes. assistant director for 58 episodes. Oh, so, wow. wow. Um, yeah. I, what, what did you think overall? Are you, are you into this? Yeah, I actually really like this episode. I think it's super funny. And I think um, the characters, like you said, are all really memorable. Surprisingly, uh, they they got great actors and a great cast for this and it just it's fun i had a lot of fun watching it um there's not a lot to break down or dissect it's just sort of a let's follow this episode i guess um but i i found it to be really entertaining even on my like fourth rewatch now yeah i uh i am eager to go back to some meta plot which fortunately is going to happen with the next episode i believe yeah. uh but so yeah um thank you to everybody listening Thank you to the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you guys could consider doing donating some bucks to us every month, it goes a long way to supporting the show. You can also leave reviews on various podcast services, such as Apple podcast, Google podcast. Uh, I'm sure there's more stitcher or some shit stitcher. pod bean pod bean for, for that one person. Shout outs to person Shout who's, out. uh, Twitter handle. I can't remember anymore. Um, our, our one pod bead Stan. Um, <laughs> If you can't do any of that, recommend the friend. Recommend the po- recommend a friend to the show. That's that's the way that words yeah. work. Yes, um, sacrifice them to our altar. Thank you to everybody that's been uh, chatting us up on Twitter and various social media. That's always really nice to get random feedback uh, just on Twitter. You can talk to us at MOTWcast. I am at JG Greer. Chris, you are. 
I am at Local Bones. You can find links to all of that stuff that I just talked about at monsteroftheweek.cool. If you were curious about emojis and you want to uh, listen to a few minutes of a podcast per day, well, Chris and I started thinkingface.cool. We're about to hit, I think we crossed 50 episodes now. Yeah, I believe um, so. And you should go check that out. We, Me and Chris spend five to seven minutes talking about one single emoji. And mm-hmm. uh, y'all, it's getting a little weird. <laughs> it's, getting, <laughs> it's getting a little strange. Um, you know, not all as it seems. That's all I know. We'll be back next week with a uh, episode that is teased as Rowena. That's not how you say her name. Rowena? I think it is. Rowena. Rowena? Rowena. Ro- Ro- Rowena. I think it's Rowena. Oh, shit. I don't know. Now, we, now we're in our heads about it. Uh, Rowena reappears. Uh, also, Supernatural, you have not named that character yet, so we do not know who that is. When you Thanks. It. Yeah. Thanks, CW. I guess we'll find out next week how her name is pronounced. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Sam, I'm tired of your bullshit. You keep lying Gina, to me. I just think you just, if you could just listen to me for one you second, you were possessed Gina, by the realize? devil. You drank Gina. demon blood as a baby. You Gina. fucked a demon. You, you did Gina, all of this stuff. You're just taking things out of context here now, Dean. <laughs> they have to talk over each other when they do that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam getting really high pitched underneath Dean's barking orders. Okay. All right. Let's stop this recording. Get out of here. Sam comes out with tiny, uh, individually brewed cups of coffee um, that makes some jokes out of that. But um, Dean's got a case. Yeah, um, Chris, I want. I just. I don't want to alert you or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I get. I get a ping every time somebody joins the a Discord server that I'm an admin on, and uh-huh. um, Sephiroth just joined my "Don't Give Up Skeletons." Uh, so just is everything okay or? no i don't know I, you know I, i'm uh, saying hi but we'll we'll see uh-oh. what happens from there Uh-oh. what the fuck is up christopher mosier oh hello you what an hear, entrance you want to hear something thick <laughs> okay check this out the hell was that that was the dark souls trilogy compendium oh shit it finally where did you get yours from did the amazon.com damn i got mine from amazon.com but i don't even i didn't get shit mine is like i think deeply back ordered so who knows if i'll ever get it i ordered that shit the moment i could or yeah, i did it like a, a month ago so <laughs> i was definitely sleeping on it <laughs> More accurately, the moment that I saw somebody on Twitter tweet about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing looks pretty pretty sick. I don't even I haven't even taken the shrink wrap off of it yet. Ooh, damn! You know the um the Dark Souls One Design Works book is like worth several hundred dollars now. Yeah, somebody was telling me that, and I was like, I need to sell all that shit. I don't. Yeah, never- it's super <laughs> expensive on Amazon. I tried. I meant to buy it forever ago. I got the Dark Souls Two one when that was up for pre order, and I was like, you know, I should go. And- don't get the first one. That would make sense. Go I like get the it, first man. one Go the best. Get it. But I uh, I hesitated and um because you know it's like a forty fifty dollar book or whatever if you buy a full price. Uh and I didn't. And um and now yeah, now I can't buy it.
You know what Sekiro but, says about hesitation? Yeah. You die. You die. Exactly right. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you burst out of your grandson's shoulder and you say, hesitation means you die. <laughs> hesitation is bad, yo. Says hesitation in the sword dot, 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 <laughs> means you die. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. I'm Ishin like the sword saint. <laughs> hey, you getting any weird audio interference from me? Uh no, not at all. I was um okay. I was downloading a bunch of stuff that I just paused, so it may have sounded a little weird there for a minute. No, I uh I'm I'm fanning myself right now. Oh word. And uh <laughs> I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like coming up on the mic. Like, I got the door open. I obviously don't ever have the door open. First of all, I don't want a repeat ghost action from, from the other day when we were recorded. And second of all, I I put my uncle's AC on in the other room because nobody's home. Word. And I'm getting just like the tiniest little fleck of, of cold air. Word. I like that. Yeah. Did you move it's rooms? Cold. I didn't move rooms. Um, okay. It would so, just be too. I don't have a chair in my bedroom. I just have my bed. I don't want to sit on my bed, be creaking, you know? You be creaking. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, you know how I be creaking. I, I know. I, sometimes it be creaking in this bitch of a world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm always saying, man. And nobody understands. I'm glad you get it. I get it, man. I get it. I'm just deleting all of my old Facebook memories. Ah. Just because because of your dark past, or because you just don't want to have to deal with it? No, because like ten years ago was about the time I joined Facebook, so I was still in that dumb Facebook post period mm-hmm. where I was doing mm-hmm. like doing three post updates a day, like out here in Maurice trying to sell some stuff, like that kind of bullshit. <laughs> so just delete, 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 delete. Yeah, delete. yeah. What everybody's saying, like brushing my teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, man, no, but that's not. I mean, all I ever posted was like Morrissey lyrics, and like I look back. Like, thank. This is why I just deleted my Facebook because I'd look back on that stuff and be like, "Oh man, no wonder nobody liked me." I um I have been not lately um but like usually once or twice a week I'll open it up and make sure and just delete all of the memories and like any kind of post yeah. and stuff. Like I've been going through, I went through and cleaned out a bunch of people that I knew and just like deleted them um because they were terrible. And mm-hmm. I went through and deleted a bunch of old pictures. Um, I think there was a picture of me smoking weed on Facebook for a while, which was a little wow. weird. So all the pictures of me with my titties out had to get rid of them. Got to get rid of those. Yeah, <laughs> we we know how Carl reacts to the beach pics. We can't be. You know how that. you know how Carl reacts when I take my top off. <laughs> same, the same way I do. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> meow. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, it's probably gonna be a lot of that. <laughs> Man, I've been watching um, uh, a lot of Mario Maker videos, mm-hmm. um, and like the Mario Maker community is pretty strong. And there's like, there's have you ever, you, you know have you ever heard of Kaizo at all? Do you know Kaizo? Do you know what that word? I don't think so. Okay, so Kaizo is a word uh, is like a description of a series of levels that are like fucking impossible. Like go go look up like Panga Kaizo on YouTube one day and be like, how the fuck is this person real? Like how do, how does this happen? <laughs> Um, so I've been following a couple of streamers that are like quote unquote Kaizo. Um, and I don't know who does it for them. I don't know if they do it, but like once a day they have, they edit their stream down to like a 35 minute YouTube video full of like all of the funniest stuff that happens and like post it on YouTube. Really great for somebody like me. He's not going to watch these motherfuckers for four hours a day. But, um, one of these dudes, uh, is, uh, and I'll shout him out. Grand Pooh Bear. Go, go go find him on Twitch or YouTube or whatever. Um, or. If you're going to Lollapalooza, you could go okay. see him there because he's been like talking at the front, like, yeah, if you want to come to Lollapalooza, there's going to be a big speed running event. You know, it's going to be the God first damn. day. And I'm like, excuse me? What is Lollapalooza again? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it's a speed running event now. 
That's weird. These, these millennials, man. Fucking gamers, dude. Do they just they just Fucking get gamers. in and if you give gamers an inch, they will take a mile. Like they will just Absolutely. get into all of your mortar cracks and that's the that's the gamer creed. <laughs> that is the give gamer an inch, creed. Take a mile. That's yeah. <laughs> give a trophy, take a plat. Yeah. Yeah. Um so have you been playing a lot of Mario Maker or just watching videos of it? I've been playing a lot too. Yeah. I've made uh four levels i think and they're all like mildly successful like i it's really difficult um to not make a level too hard and mm-hmm. if you're doing like puzzle levels which i'm really like like attracted to but bad at um it's really hard not to create like a soft lock situation where a player would have to just straight up start over like there's no oh reason. yeah um because there's there's and there's stuff you can do to avoid that like put two doors next to each other and leak them so that like it basically just resets the level when you go through the door but it's really hard not to plan for that. The first one that I made, I, I had this idea. I, my my theme for the level is I wanted uh, I wanted it to be a one screen room, and uh, it was going to be kind of like a clock, right? So in the mm-hmm. middle of the room is a a giant fire stick thing. I don't know I don't know what you call those things. You know what I'm talking about for Mario, right? Let rotate around. And, yes. Okay. So it's and it was going to be the length of the room. So the idea was that Mario would have to basically stay ahead of the fire stick as it rotated. And then, like, do something to be able to get a key and to be able to get through the door. And <coughs> immediately, uh, our good friend C. Chocobo, Eric, that was on the podcast for season seven, I seven. think, um, just broke it completely. He was like, oh, yeah, you could just bring a thing from a previous room and then you don't have to wait for anything. You can just go to the door. And I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. So then I, I uploaded another copy. And he broke that one, and then I uploaded a different copy. And now, because of the way that I had changed it, you can just randomly get the key. You don't actually have to wait around. You can just randomly do it. You don't know how you got it, so it's kind of dumb. Um, so that was kind of a failure. But I should like, be a, a QA tester. <laughs> seriously, I wish there was a way to do that. Like you mm-hmm. have to in Mario Maker because you can't share it with your friends, right? You can share it with your friends, but you but it has to be published first. So gotcha. like if I published a level and put it on Twitter. And then Eric was like, I fucked this level up. You can beat it in 0.2 seconds. And I would, you know, I would have to basically delete that level and then post it again with a different code. And I would lose gotcha. all of the plays or comments or whatever that it had before. Gotcha, gotcha. Which is kind of a pain in the ass. But it is. It'd be cool if you could edit it on the fly. But then I get that, like, somebody would make it really easy so all their friends could search it and beat it and then make it impossible later on so that nobody else could beat it and have it be, you know, yeah. a scam. And that's the and that's the neat thing about Mario Maker is you have to be able to beat the level from the start and every checkpoint in order to actually upload it. Um, oh, cool, cool. Which ends up with like people making impossible levels and then hiding invisible blocks to a, dev- a developer door that just goes to the end of the stage. Like people have done that before. That's kind of trash, but you know, people yeah. do it. I just uh, I just recently heard. I think it's 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 Iga. Is that the guy who makes Castlevania and made uh, Bloodstained, mm-hmm. the new game? Mm-hmm. Um, how his thing for developers on his team was you have to be able to uh, beat every boss in the game using like just the dagger or something like that like you know whatever the lowest weapon you can have in the game is you have to be able to beat the boss using just that and not taking damage in order for it to make it into the game um, so I guess it's that's that's the test to see if it's too hard or not to see if it works with the mechanics or not well that's the and that's the problem that like Mario Maker will bring out in people real quick is that they just make it entirely and this is I'm very guilty of this like I made a level where um you basically have to go through you have to climb a vertical thing like there's a bunch of obstacles and you have to go all the way to the top while like lava is rising beneath you and the lava's not too fast like I tried to really make it like fair and not not difficult 
And then I really thought I telegraphed like a thwomp coming down at the end, but then I uploaded uh-huh. it and like the comments are full of like, I hate this thwomp. Why did you do this thwomp bad? Like it's that kind of bullshit. And I'm like, damn, bad. <laughs> damn y'all, y'all are cold. It, it, it didn't, it didn't cast a, a thwomp enough shadow. It, I guess it, I, 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 need to, I needed to lower it down just a little bit, I guess. But yeah, uh, you gotta, you gotta lower the thwomp gauge. I got, I got one comment that was just bruh that I really enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun. It's like, yes, I, I have arrived. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, Mario Maker's a good time. It's um, there, people are doing some crazy shit with levels. There's uh, you've probably seen the one on Twitter lately where you have to you have to debate with a Goomba for a certain amount of time. And oh if my you, god, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so you go into a room. Um, you have to have a key to get out. If you do, this it, Goomba literally says, "Debate me." And the Goomba sits in a chair and just like goes back and forth in a very tiny, like kind of way. And if you do anything to the Goomba, if you try to kill it or stomp it or let it loose, then like you'll instantly fail the level. Um, but if you wait for a certain amount of time, there's like a timer built into the level. You'll you'll eventually be rewarded the key. Like you have negotiated with this this Goomba to give you That's the key. And kind of yeah. great. Oh yeah. Um, so this Goomba makes you come on its podcast and debate it. Exactly, um, exactly. The Goomba right. is Jordan, Jordan Peterson. It's a Goomba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, <laughs> what a dick. Um, these switches are getting a heck of a lot of use lately. Mine was covered in dust until very recently. I finally busted that bad boy out. Fire Emblem? The, I mean, I'm guessing. Yeah, Fire Emblem. Of course. Um, I didn't play a, a ton of Fire Emblem yet but it's really really good and you know when you play a game and you go oh yeah i could fully get addicted to this <laughs> like that's that's what fire emblem is and i think that that's why it's become so massively popular it isn't just the anime people which you know everybody loves having their waifus and, and their friendships and all that stuff in these games um the gameplay is obviously really good it's a really great tactical rpg but at the end of the day it's all these little microsystems that keep you going like oh let me do one more day one more level one more this that whatever oh yeah um, okay. that it just it's got that that you know Nintendo figured that shit out and they they crammed a lot of that stuff in. You have a calendar in game that you're you're following. Um, you know, on this day, I'm going to do this event on this day. I'm going to teach these lessons to level up these characters. And, you know, you just once you get into the the grind with that shit, you can just lose hours. Um, and even in like the short windows that I have played it, I probably have about five hours in it. Um, it was like straight shots of like, I'm just playing and I'm not stopping for like two and a half hours. Wow, nice. I've heard there's like a bunch of different like uh, branching paths and stuff. Um, yeah, there's three take. different like houses you can choose, and I think that those are those change things up. Um, the best feature in the game, which I haven't had to use yet, is a very short um, like time rewind thing. If somebody dies, you can rewind to like your last turn. I don't, I don't think it's like an infinite thing that you can use, but it's something you have the option to. Um, I've always played on classic mode for Fire Emblem games. I don't play on hard or anything like that, but classic mode means if somebody dies, that the that unit is is dead. Um, sometimes that means that they're out of the story forever. Sometimes that just means you can't use their unit in battle anymore. Because um, the say, old ones that I you're saying unit so much, and my mind is unit. very dirty. <laughs> uh, well, I'm painting a picture for you. Okay. Um, in the old games, your units, um, if they, you know, if they died, that was it. So now, yeah, in the newer ones, you use classic mode. I don't know why I always use that, but but I stick to it. So now, instead of having to uh, reset the level, I used to just turn off my Game Boy and turn it back on um, and then start again because I didn't want any of my characters to die. Now you can uh, occasionally, like, rewind time. So, you know, if you were just like, oh, if I didn't move that character right there, they wouldn't have died if I had just moved them over here. Then, then you're good. I mean, if you got yourself into just like a, a foxhole and you're screwed, then rewinding time a little bit isn't going to help you. Sure. Um, but that's super helpful, and I think that's going to keep people um, 
a lot less frustrated with it. I had a lot of frustration playing. Uh, I don't remember what the last one I played. Fates, one of those. Fire Emblem Fates. I don't know. It was 3DS. Um, where a lot of levels, I just ended up restarting over and over and over again because I would do one little thing and a character would die, and I just didn't want to lose any units. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I ended up beating that game by the very last level. I was like, okay, I have um, I have my two main strongest characters, and I need to just like bull rush them to the boss, kill the boss, and that's the end of this level. And then I beat the game because I and I guess I just wasn't using my tactical prowess enough. I rushed too far to the end. That was back when I was doing Chomp Chain, so I wanted to be able to like finish the game and talk about it. Uh, and I ended up sacrificing literally every single one of my units uh to just to make it so that my main character could get there and kill the boss by just using them as human shields just soak it up damage soak it up enemy hits i remember um, I this story from chomp chain from you and yeah. joe like swapping stories back and forth about yeah. like getting to the last mission and being just like okay everybody's gotta die so i can finish yep. the game i guess because even even the games that aren't um super challenging the fire Emblem games that aren't super challenging there is still that like you know if you don't know what you're doing you're gonna fuck up and i think that this new game is definitely gonna be um like that in many ways but also it's gonna be a lot more forgiving in many ways so that's it's gonna save some frustration down the line um but yeah i didn't play a lot of that because i've been playing uh near autonoma a lot um nobody told me jeremy Uh-oh. nobody told me that near was so much like shadow of the colossus um and it's obviously not but like visually it just and and the way that i feel like fighting robots sometimes is very very similar to how i would feel like killing a colossus that's interesting like it, because like i i, I picture Shadow of the Colossus is such like an isolated, you know, solitaire. Like a, a mm-hmm. what's the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for? Not solitaire. Not the, not the, not solitary. The, solitary. Thank you. Like solitary experience. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It feels very much like playing cards into a line and playing by yourself. Um, yeah. But like the combat and stuff is so like action button, you know, kind of mashy stuff. Like I don't like, is it just like exploring this kind of ruined world that gives you those yeah, vibes? Yeah. Um- it's just very tonally. It reminds me of Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus is 500 years before Eco. So that's, um, even in Eco, there's more people that you run into. There's actually two characters on screen as you, you know, hold hands with Yorta. Um, and this is obviously nothing like that, but like part of me could see this as being another like thousand years in the future of that world. The way, I, I mean, mostly it's the visual elements of everything. When, when you go to like the castle in the forest, that looks like something out of Shadow of the Colossus. Hmm. Um, okay. And yeah, obviously you're, you're fighting, yeah. you're fighting machines and robots and stuff that that's, that's way different. Um, but you know, when they, when they like, you know, the robots make you feel things and you feel bad about killing them, even though, you know, you have to, um, that's, that's, uh, reminiscent i think of shadow of the colossus interesting yeah i wouldn't have i yeah. wouldn't have put that together but I, I get the like the the kind of vibes that you're talking about the um some of the some of the boss fights too like the over-the-top boss fights are, are really interesting i think the yeah and you know whenever a boss gets big i'm kind of here for that and that you know even from the very start like the 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 tutorial uh boss like gets real real big real real quick so yeah how far how uh, far just, are you do you think do you know i'm about 10 hours in um okay. i haven't done a ton of side quests because i was trying to do them before i got fast travel and was having a bit of a bad time um so i took a couple days off came back to the game uh i have fast travel now and i did a few side quests but then i was kind of just sort of like i've been ignoring the story for so long and then before i knew it i realized like oh wait um i just did this the flooded city there's a, a giant thing i think came out of the ocean and i had to fight that um and now i'm looking for uh, my old buddy i'm playing as 2b i'm looking for my old buddy um 9s 
Okay. And yeah, that's I think that's what's going on right now as I'm trying to find him. So you're you're still pretty su- you're su- super early. Have you been, you've been to the desert though, right? Because that's yeah, I've been okay. to the desert. Um, I looked cool. up a a, a walkthrough, not like um. I didn't look at any spoilers, but I just wanted to see like what percentage of the way through I was, I guess. And I think I have like three areas left after where I am now. Yeah, I don't know cool. how much that means because I could be running back and forth, doing a million side quests or um, returning places. So that really could be nothing. I didn't actually look at the walkthrough, just you've, uh, the, the chapters of it. You've done the amusement, amusement park? I did the amusement park. God, that area, huh? like that song just as soon as you yeah. walk in you're like oh i live here now i'm just going yeah. to set the controller down and like close my eyes and just enjoy it's, this experience and that boss that was in there is really cool um and then you go from there or at least from the way that i went i went to the machine village right from there which is like yeah. a, such a different vibe to basically you're at disneyland and then you go to this like weird little um like forest hut village in the in the middle of nowhere and there's robots sitting there and they're all really nice uh, and they're all really weird too like the the the, yeah. the, the, the philosopher robot just like yeah. talking to you in a kind of crazy weird shit and then like the one who's desperately in love with the philosopher robot and like there's mm-hmm. all kinds of weird stuff you can get up to in that in that in that, in that city it's very interesting oh yeah um, yeah it's it's fun stuff yeah that game is cool so I, I like that game a lot I kind of want to finish my first playthrough of that before getting too deep in Fire Emblem, but we'll see what happens. So uh, the way that, and I don't, I'm not going to, this is mechanical spoilers, right? But like, yeah, it's all good. Um, you'll play through the game once and then you'll do, that's route A, and then you'll do route mm-hmm. B uh, with a different character. Yeah. But it brings over your side quest progress. So you're like, you're, you can kind of burn through that at a fraction of the time it took you to do the main game, depending yeah. on how much you like yeah. want to do with this stuff. Um, and then route C will almost start you like kind of in the middle of the game with a, Mm -hmm. with a different, different character. So like you're only playing about half of it. And then route D is very, very similar, except like it just goes fucking bonkers off the wall. And then, okay. But like my total time played, I think it was like 40 or 50 hours across all four routes. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't go through and finish all this, all the side quests. I didn't search for, because there's 26 endings to the game. Um, but that's many, that's many endings. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, but there, like, there's a bunch of joke wins. Like when you met uh, Jackass and she gave you the mm-hmm. mackerel, did you eat it? Uh, no. Yeah, it instantly kills you, and that's like ending K or something. Like, it's, <laughs> it's fucking weird. Like there's a bunch of like small stuff like that in the that's game. That's funny. That's um, funny. So yeah, like, but so you don't have to have all 26 endings, of course. And then the game does a really weird thing. So like, if you really want all those trophies, you can just grind in game and get in game currency, like all the gold or stuff that you pick up, and then just buy them from an in game shop. It's fucking that great. is hilarious. You don't have to do it at all. Like the guys, like they were just like, yep, yeah, sure, here here's some trophies <coughs> i love that me too <coughs> especially since I, I i guess i could feasibly do that because a lot of times i just want to put a game on so i can listen to an audiobook <laughs> yeah so you could sit there and like grind through a bunch of stuff and also like the difficulty level doesn't matter for trophies either which is cool like you could play it on That's easy fantastic. and um i played the demo on easy when it first came huh. out uh, before the game came out and i was really confused when i got the main game because i was like well how do i turn on like my turret to just auto fire all the time oh, and yeah. i was like oh <laughs> that's a thing that you could only do if you uh if you are on easy mode which i thought was kind of cool like that's an interesting way to do all that yeah like, that's a, like a good games. way to to balance that i guess mm-hmm. yeah um, near is cool i saw somebody uh i saw a picture of somebody cosplaying that boss in the amusement parks the other day and it was looked like ooh. looked like the costume was eight million pounds but they were pulling yeah. it off so <laughs> <clears throat> sorry that i keep coughing it's okay are you feeling all right i know you're you're uh yeah i am just hot um and tired but you know what do you want to go to the doctor tomorrow so hopefully Good. he'll just tell me to stay home from work 
<laughs> and not buy $7,000 of medicine? Yes. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, my boss and everybody, I told them, I was like, hey, guys, like I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow, so I'll be leaving a little early. And everyone was like, yeah, you don't have to come in if you don't want to, which to me, I should have just said, yeah, but that's also my PTO that I don't have to use. So I, um, I'll probably go in because I can deal with a shorter day, certainly, than having to take a whole day. And then if my doctor's like, hey, yeah, you need to like rest, then I can take the next day and not feel like I missed two days. So Nice. Well, that's good. We'll see what happens. Let's, uh, you want to do this podcast? Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. 